Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So World Cup action underway. I think England was playing Iran this morning. I don't know if it's over or still going on, but it was 6-1 England last I saw. Um, like I say, not all that interested in the in, in the games themselves, but I am kind of fascinated by the, the decision to be there in the first place and the ongoing squabbles over human rights just being thrust aside basically because of money, I, I, I got to think. But that's the conversation I want to have with our next guest, who is Dr. McIntosh Ross, an assistant professor of sociocultural kinesiology at Western University, dealing with human rights and Qatar. Uh, Dr. Ross, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's just start with sort of the overarching, the big picture here. Um, is there any morality, any ethics, any integrity left with FIFA? It's pretty hard to find it at this point. Clearly, it's all about the money, right? Oh yeah, no, it, it was it was gone a long time ago. Um, they make kind of hollow statements about human rights uh, standards and things like that, especially when they were they were trying to set up the uh, 2026 event for America and Canada and Mexico. Um, but you know, <laughs> it's all just on paper. They, they at the end of the day, they'll do whatever, make sure the money keeps falling in. Well, exactly. I mean, push comes to shove. First of all, why would you go to a place like this in the first place? And then I was just running down the list of things that the Cutter did in terms of building facilities and building hotels and building cities, for goodness sake. So obviously they just showed up with the money and, okay, we'll turn a blind eye. Yeah, it didn't make much practical sense. Um, you know, but at the same time, neither did, did Rio de Janeiro. They, they had to plow down people's houses to make... Uh, well, they wouldn't call them houses. They would say they were shanties on yeah. public property, but uh, they had to plow them down and throw them out on the street in order to make their stadiums. Uh, so it's not the first time FIFA's uh, just just taken the money and said, we'll figure it out later. Um, it, it, I think that the attention really needs to be put on FIFA yeah. um, because they're the ones who are driving this. They're the ones who keep on making mistake after mistake and not taking into consideration anything but money. I think, you know, we're all focused on some of the issues around Qatar, but like you say, you go back to Rio, I mean, even the fact that it was in Russia last time, there, there's a track record with FIFA sort of ignoring all kinds of outrageous human rights problems and all these sorts of things, right? Yeah, and Infantino's speech the other day was just absurd, uh, basically saying, look, everybody commits human rights, uh, the Europeans committed human rights for 3,000 years, uh, human rights uh, violations, sorry. Um, mm. So so we can't criticize anybody. Um, and, and, yeah, it's important to have that context and realize that we are not perfect and we've made some horrific sure. mistakes. But at the same time, basically what he's asking us to do is never critique human rights again moving forward. I think he said for 3,000 more years. Like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> the most idiotic thing I've ever heard somebody saying to a microphone on live television. Yeah, I mean, that that whole, that whole entire news conference was really quite 
it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, when we take a look at some of the specific instances, and, and you know, like you say, FIFA, FIFA is the one driving the bus here. There's no question because a number of associations, specifically European ones, wanted to wear the One Love armband starting today, right, to protest, um, you know, LGBTQ issues in Qatar. And FIFA told them you'll automatically be penalized before the match even starts, right? Yeah, there's two things that concern me about uh, that are concerning me about about that it's one obviously fifa stepping in and saying no you you can't express yourself that way on the football field um but also the fact how quickly these rich footballers folded uh it really shows Mm -hmm. how performative this protest was uh you know they they weren't committed to it they're not willing to suffer any personal strife over over this and over other people's rights they just they want to make sure they can still play football first and foremost uh, everybody else is going to have to line up and wait. Do you think they were in a position where they could have affected change? I mean, the games are what people are there ultimately yeah. for. If they took a stand, could they have actually made some progress? Uh, of course. What, what's FIFA going to do if, if all the European nations and, and other nations in solidarity go on the field with their armbands on? They're just going to pull everybody off the field and say we're not having the World Cup anymore? Of course they're not. Um, so it was a matter of sticking to your guns. Um, a friend of mine uh, I was just talking to said, you know, uh, FIFA, FIFA bluffed and the, the players blinked. And that's it. It's over. Um, what about some of the other displays that we've seen? England players taking a knee, Iran refusing to sing the national anthem. Yeah. I mean, there are still some things happening, right? Yeah, the Iranian players in particular, um, that they did that to great... Uh, there's a real possibility of, of personal ramifications yes. for them um, by doing that and standing in solidarity with the, the people um, protesting in the streets every day in Iran. Um, so that was really powerful. Um, the the taking a knee, uh, I hope other teams take a knee. I hope other teams do something. Um, but at the end of the day, they're all still going. They're all still playing. Uh, if we're going to break down this mess that is FIFA in the 21st century, you can't, you can't give them your labor. You can't give them anything. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're talking about FIFA right now, but we know in our country we've had our own issues with Hockey Canada, and we know the IOC is another absolute mess. When we get into situations where we're talking about elite and we're talking about big money, is there a way of fixing this? I mean, we've got some glaring examples of, hey, we'll put up with just about anything in the name of money. Yeah, I I think as long as we're tied into this global system of elite sports, uh, that really puts an emphasis on holding these gigantic spectacles that can't possibly be held anymore, I don't think, without violating human rights uh, to get it done. We're always going to be in this conundrum. And and I don't see why countries can't start breaking ties with the IOC, breaking ties with FIFA, go do something else. Um, You know, compete in sports uh, for a different reason. Um, You know, friendship, international solidarity, um, that's going to help you pursue human rights goals um, and avoid human rights violations. Uh, you know, it can be tricky to avoid countries that, that don't have human rights violations. I know that every country has human rights violations, but your events don't have to create new ones.
Fair enough. What about the fact that, you know, Canada is in the works here, uh, United States, Mexico. Yeah. There's some people saying, you know what, Canada, we've got our own problems to deal with without throwing a bunch of money at, at another international sporting event. Yeah, it's frustrating. Like uh, just just here in in London, Ontario, just up the road at the Six Nations of the Grand Reservation, there's people who don't have clean drinking water, and they're right between London and Toronto, Ontario. And the federal government's throwing over four million dollars at FIFA uh, and the World Cup. Uh, that doesn't make much sense to me. It feels like we've lost lost focus on our priorities. It shows how hollow the government's promises to the indigenous population are, uh, and and it really doesn't set a good precedent moving forward. Could you pick a country? Is there a country on earth? I mean, you make a good point there, Dr. Ross. Could you go to a country and everybody would say, oh, this is good. They deserve this. I mean, everybody's got something, right? Yep, they do. Um, absolutely. Everybody's got something that they're they're trying to sort out. Um, and and some places are far worse sure, uh, yes. than others. Um, you know, somebody just died in a internment camp in the UK uh, for, for migrants. So, um, it, it's everywhere. There's going to be issues everywhere. But I think it's important that we don't go to places where a lot of infrastructure has to be built, for example. Like, you're not going to build a soccer stadium in the jungle, like in Rio, and then never use it again. Yeah. Um, that made no sense. Um, you're not going to require, basically, whole cities to be built in Qatar. Um, that's going to lead to problems. Um, these are foreseeable problems that are going to come up. Uh, it would be like in, in Canada uh, if, you know, we we wanted to host it and, you know, have Indigenous um, indigenous rights be at the, at the forefront of it, at the centre. There's going to be protests because we don't respect Indigenous rights. Um, so, so it's going to come up time and time again. I don't think it means that we should never have international sport or elite sport, but I do think it means we have to reassess how we approach these things it can't be primarily just to generate a ton of money that that's not why we got into this in the first place and some of the reasons we got into this in the first place were problematic from the start but Mm -hmm. we don't have to keep going that way we've organized sport this way by and large for 100 years surely we can come up with something better yeah you would think you would think dr ross thank you so much for your time i appreciate you being here today Thank you. That is Dr. McIntosh Ross, who is an assistant professor in sociocultural kinesiology at Western University. And, you know, and he's, he, that the bottom line is every country is you're going to be able to find some issue. There's no doubt about it. We, you know, he mentioned drinking water here and uh, the migrant internment camp in the UK. Every country has something. We all fail when it comes to um, human rights. But you, you take a look at what's going on in Qatar right now. And I mean, you want to talk about violations of, of human rights homosexuality is illegal in Qatar. It's immoral under Sharia law. So uh, you can be punished by fines, prison, and even death by stoning. You know, so that's the country that we decided to award the World Cup to. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.